thanks for joining us for another edition of the Epic Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Meekham, and uh, really happy to welcome back Judy Harris once again onto the podcast. And Judy, thanks for coming on and joining us today. My pleasure. You've been with us before. You are the uh, nutrition consultant for the Epic program. You're a registered dietitian, so you like to talk about food. I do. I like to eat it too. (laughs) (laughs) Tasty food. (laughs) And it's a timely topic because here we are tomorrow is the 4th of July. And I suppose you could say if there's a number one grilling day of the year, and there, I'm sure there isn't, but if there was, it would probably be the 4th of July. A lot of people are going to be out grilling tomorrow. Yep. And we were talking a little bit before about a lot of people grill, but quite often it's just kind of this select group of foods, almost always meat. It's burgers, it's hot dogs, it's brats, maybe a steak or some chicken or something, but we can do a lot to make our 4th of July and all of our summer grilling more healthy, can't we? Oh, absolutely. You're right. I think a lot of the higher fatty foods, the animal product meats are the, the grilling options. And I think it's just kind of in a tradition, maybe, you know, it's passed down. And I think we have access to so much more, not only recipes online, you know, YouTube's on video tutorials. You can get any five-star recipe you want on, you know, at your fingertips the access to produce, farmers markets, shop locally, get all that great produce. I mean, it's just a whole different world even from, you know, 10 years ago. So we can change that grilling experience. Right. And probably wise to mention here that even though we have all those sources, not all of them are necessarily trustworthy. What is it we look for in a recipe or for mm-hmm. grilling? You can look at that recipe and say, well, maybe added salt is probably something I don't want. Besides added salt and sugars, what else should we look for? Right. You don't want to look at, you want to find something that's lower in salt for sure. And if you are buying things, you can look for low salt options or you can, you know, rinse them like if you're doing beans or something like that. But right. When you're grilling, sometimes you use a lot of salt and pepper. So I would go easy on the salt, a little bit more on the pepper and other spices and seasonings. And you can marinate too. You can marinate a lot of things. And some of those marinades have salt on it too. So you have to watch that. You know, it depends on if you want to, um, you know, if you want to really get detailed in the ingredient labels, you can read ingredients and see what are some of the artificial flavoring, colorings, other ingredients that you don't want in there. You can also minimize that by doing your marinades out of maybe whole foods or, you know, like lemon juice versus a bottled lemon or a product that has, you know, those flavors in them or buying just a soy sauce versus buying some of the soy sauce teriyaki mixes that have 50 ingredients on them. So you can kind of manage sometimes your ingredients by taking those key ingredients that make the flavor and then adding them and, you know, finding different flavor profiles. If you want to go Asian, you can buy, I mean, I love having my sesame seed oil in my pantry because I can always pull it out and put it on my salmon before I'm going to grill Um, and maybe a little soy sauce or teriyaki sauce. And then I add my fresh ginger and that's a recipe in itself versus the bottle. So those are ways you can go around that. Pick out the ingredients on the label or recipe or product that you like, and then pull out those main ingredients and and isolate them for your own preference and use. Right. And it can be kind of sneaky. Sometimes you might pick up a food off the grocery store shelf and think, oh, this is healthy. Mm -hmm. And then you read the ingredients and find out how much added, you know, sugar Mm -hmm. or salt or whatever they've Mm -hmm. put in it. And what seems on its label might be good for you, maybe not quite be so good. Yeah. Think about the portion sizes you're using. If you're doing a marinade and it's a little higher in sugar, that might be okay for that marinade or for that food because you're only using a couple of tablespoons. 
but you do want to pay attention to ingredients and um, you know, some people have sensitivities to items, but there's lots of ways to do grilling on the barbecue with some of your recipes that you might have inside. So can we talk about some recipes of how we can get some of those fruits and veggies on the grill versus well, the meat? Yeah, and that's an important point because there's so much more we can put on the grill besides just meat, right? Right, right. And again, if you kind of think about my plate, I love that because half your plate's fruits and veggies, one fourth of it, one quarter is on protein. And we often think about protein as animal sources. And there's a lot of good things about animal sources. That's a personal preference and choice on what you want to do with consumption of animal products. The concept of maybe eating less, there's lots of factors of why eating less and, and your body only needs a smaller amount. And that's why it's only a quarter of your plate. Animal products do have saturated fat, and that's, again, so associated with cardiovascular disease and other health issues, so watch that. So leaner products, if there's a big carbon footprint and greenhouse emissions with um, food, you know, um, and most of that comes from the beef. So I always talk about look at flavor, you know, not so much the quantity, but the quality, and you can go really far with a few pieces of really tasty meat in a recipe dish versus having a big old slab of steak, you know what I mean? <laughs> and there's such health benefits to that for our planet and for our bodies and for our pocketbooks too. As you're grilling, you can also have other protein sources like some beans in your salads or your pasta salads, your lettuce salads, you know, and that can be easily done with a can of garbanzo beans or black beans, or you can cook up some lentils that really hold their shape and also go really well in any type of salad. I love doing the salads and a lot of the other side dishes along with grilling. But for grilling, I love doing all of the great produce. We have such a great bounty in the state with zucchini. And you can slice that zucchini up if you want to just slice it in some planks along with your yellow squash. You know, it's so easy. And get the kids in there in the kitchen. They can top off the top stem and a little bit off the bottom and then just teaching to cut it in planks. You may want to cut it in half so it's not such a long plank, but you've got these flat planks, throw a little bit of olive oil on there, a nice quality olive oil, and then a little bit of salt and pepper. And if you want to put any other seasonings, you can play around with that and then just grill them up. And in our home, we love to add a little cheese onto those. You could add some cheese on there too. Oh, it is yummy. Uh, you, there's also toppings you can buy too, roasted pepper with eggplant and garlic and pick uh, like olive tepanades and all these things that you can also put on your pizza. You can make your pizza dough. You can buy your pizza dough. Gosh, there's even cauliflower pizza dough out there, right? They're a little more pricey, but that's a fun alternative versus a lot of the doughy. I like to do a thin crust pizza dough, but and that's can... so much fun to grill. And yeah, you can grill your pizza. A lot of people aren't aware of that, but you can definitely grill pizza. You have yeah, so to do you, it a little bit differently. It's not the same as in your oven, but it can absolutely be done and it's yummy. Yeah, so you can do it on any type of barbecue grill. You know, you can use either a Teflon pan on top of your grill. You can put it where the grill flats are and still watch it and, and cook it. You can do it on a, a solid top electric grill or gas grill and, and just get it brown. And then when you put your toppings on, there depends on what your toppings are, but you can put your toppings on. If you're going to put some sauce, traditional sauces and cheese, you're going to put it back on the grill after that pizza dough is ready to, to go. Not quite all the way there maybe. And then put, put your other toppings on there to heat it up and melt it in. Yeah. Um, but you can do all kinds of stuff and that non-traditional or, un, you know, right. vegetables right. on there. Mm -hmm. And we can also grill fruits, right? Oh yeah. Fruits are great. 
And really, you know, when you're grilling anything, just like in the house roasting, but when you're, you know, it really condenses, it caramelizes, it enhances the flavor. And that's where I think, you know, we're missing out sometimes. We're, we're not really savoring and taking the time. And, and I think, you know, right now with COVID and everything, I think, you know, being really grateful for what we have and, and our opportunity to be with friends and family, what's important. And the food is part of that triple F, you know, friends, family, family, friends, right. and food is what I always say, right. you know, but to really savor the foods as we do our, our friendships and our family and, and, um, you know, be grateful that we have the, these wonderful foods available to us. And just think about some of our traditions of what we've done in the past and how we can make our own traditions of foods. And fruits are a great way to do it because we probably never grilled fruits or thought of that even 20 years ago, let alone our, yeah. our parents' time or our grandparents' time. So there's definitely, you know, traditional recipes with that. I'm not saying that, but, you know, for the 4th of July barbecue, yeah, you can put pineapple on there. You can do peaches or pears. Oh, you can do anything. Just watch it because it caramelizes fast and it goes fast yeah. and just don't burn it. You don't want that black on your food. And you mentioned one of my favorites and that's pineapple. I love pineapple anyway, but it's really yummy on the grill. Mm-hmm. Talk about a recipe. I would like to direct people to have a plant. Okay. There's so many out there to do. And I think having something in front of you gives you the full plan, but I love going to have a plan. There's a section on fruits and vegetables, and then there's a section on grilling. If you want to just go to the, the search bar and put in grilling, there's some really great recipes there um, that address some of these things. And we'll put a link to that website in the show notes for the podcast. So it'll make That'd be it easy great. to find. Well, Judy, thanks for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. This is a great time of year. People get out and grill and have friends around and celebrate Independence Day. I hope you have a very fun one and a safe one. I hope everybody else does as well. And I hope that your grilling will be tasty, fun, safe, and healthy. Thank you, everyone, too. Same thing. And I've got my electric grill ready to go. <laughs> All right. Have a happy Independence Day, everybody. Again, Judy Harris with us today, the nutritional consultant with the EPIC program at the Utah Department of Health. Thanks, Judy. Hey, thanks, Dave. Bye. We'll see you next time. Bye now.